0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: From the fifth quarter studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Basketball Leadership Podcast. Here are your hosts, Steve Collins and Greg Berg. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Basketball Leadership Podcast, episode four. Not my favorite number yet, Coach. <laughs> waiting. Yet. I know people are going to wonder when we hit it. We'll hit it before the first of the year. I'll tell you that. So, um, so we're going to talk about traits of leaders. Uh, yeah, there's lots of traits. There,
0: there's lots. <laughs> this is I've, I've written about this a lot, and I posted a lot about this. And this was actually one of my. Um, this is one one that I wrote about. It's also something that I've built into my whole team leader OS, my course that I've created as well. But I really think uh, nine key traits of leaders, I'll go through them quick, and then you, you jump right in. But um, number one is work ethic. Uh, leaders have to be, you have to lead by example. You have to be one of the hardest workers on your team. You have to have that work ethic uh, before you think about trying to lead other people. Uh, number two is this concept of trust. Um, coaches have to trust you. Your teammates have to trust you. There's so many times where as coaches, we think a kid should be the best leader on the team and they don't have the, the ear of the team, uh, you know, their, their voice is not there. And so that trust
1: is a, is a big, big part. I, and, and before we go on, I always talk, I always tell my players, I, if I don't trust you, I can't play you. Like I, I have Absolutely. to trust you to know that you're going to do this stuff. And that's part of that leadership that they're all leaders. I agree. Yeah. 100%.
0: Um, They have to be we first kids. You mentioned it in an earlier show, you know, when you really get into leadership, you know, it's interesting because to lead yourself first, it's all about you. Like when you lead yourself, your whole focus is on being the best version of you, you can. But when you start leading other people, you got to shift and people don't think of it that way. But if you really become a servant leader, you're not, you're not able to, you're able to think about the team and everyone else. You have to have that we first mindset uh, to lead. I'd say that's the third one. Fourth is just this great competitive spirit. We mentioned it in the captain class, but, you know, your leaders have to have a competitive spirit. They they have to really have that drive, that little edge, that, that desire to win. Um, I think so that's Before we go on important. further with that
1: one, how do yeah. I know, like I'm watching, how do I know competitive spirit? How do I know that? This is a coach. <sighs>
0: I mean, try play cards with your family, right? That's what <laughs> we talked about yeah. last week. Yes,
1: You know, yeah. Um,
0: that competitive spirit, it's it's in it's in practice and games. They just, you know, you see it with the energy. You see it with in, in practice, if we put competition out there for kids, you see who your competitors are right away. And
1: I agree. Uh, to me, that's I, I refer one thing I energizer. So it's so people that are listening to this might be old enough to remember the energizer bunny that would never stop and would always yeah. keep going. That's a competitive, they're just they're it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't You're, matter how, what, it doesn't matter. They're just, they're competitive in everything. Um, and I,
0: I kind of feel when you were talking about your family playing cards and board games the other day, um, that's mine. I mean, I get together and we have the, when I get my extended family together, man, it is a, it's, it's fun. But, you know, I'm incredibly competitive. I hate losing. I think all good coaches have that spirit. Your leaders have to have that on your team as well.
1: Um, Yeah. And I tell, and I tell the kids, I, and I tell my players too, that like, if you're competitive, you're getting good grades. And they look at me like I go, school's a game, man. Absolutely. Like you want to learn, but it's also a game. And how do you win the game? It's like, I said, that's why school was easy for me. I, I I mean, I was just, I was, I mean, I had maybe put more time in than some people, but I was going to be competitive. It's like, I said, just, how are you not competitive in your classes? So that you can- I agree
0: it all it all carries over, and I mean, you can't be not competitive in certain areas of your life, and then all of a sudden turn it on on the basketball court right right <laughs> I mean that's it, just not how it works and i I think great leaders, the fifth trait are connectors of people, you know leaders include everyone on the team, they know that that you know that one that least common denominator on your team is the one that is going to make or break your season or your team. And you have to include and bring everyone in because that, um, that one kid who maybe you don't hang out with a lot, isn't your friend off the court. If he or she does not feel connected on your team, that's what's going to ultimately hurt your team. I mean, we know we've all had very talented teams, but the teams that go the furthest are your most connected teams. I mean, talent gets you so far. Leadership, connection, and culture puts you over the top. And so your leaders have to be connectors on your team. Um, bought into the culture. I think culture is another buzzword that we can talk about at length here, but your leaders have to be gatekeepers of your culture. They have to be bought into what you are are selling as a coach. That You have to be on the same page with your leaders, and uh, they have a critical role in that. Um. Eighth, your leaders have to be able to hold others accountable. This is the hardest thing for high school kids. How do I hold my teammates accountable? How do I raise the standard for our team um, when it's my friend, when it's my teammate? That's what separates great leaders apart from others. And and
1: give a a couple golden nuggets on that for coaches that are listening to this or basketball coaches.
0: I mean, the the Carla, I, I go back to the captain class book, Carla Overbeck. I mean, she was relentless with her. There's a story of her called Carry the Luggage. Probably a whole nother podcast here. But okay. bottom line, she was a servant leader. She carried all the luggage of her teammates from the bus to the hotel every single time. Captain leader of the team did it for the rookies, the first-year players. Her coach said she did that because when they got on the field, she refused to let anyone b- work below a standard that she worked herself. And so she built this relationship with all of her teammates so that she could hold them accountable when she needed to on the field or on the court holding accountable is, is about doing what's best for the team and not yourself. And so your best leaders are able to um, hold their other friends and teammates accountable on the court. It's just they're the ones that are incredible. always
1: at open gyms are the ones that are there early. The ones that stay after practice are the ones that are picking up the locker. There's they're all a hundred percent agree. hundred yeah. percent agree. Yep, They're also the ones that, that fix it, that, that help before it's a, an issue. Like, absolutely. You know, it's like they remind them to box out but bef- they don't yell at them after they didn't box out. That's what, in my opinion, that's what I always tell my leaders. I go, if, 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 if Sam didn't box out, it's not like, you should have reminded Sam before the free throw, not after, like it doesn't any really good after it's like, you miss curfew. It's like, you gotta like, you gotta tell them to box out and it's how you do it. And it's how you speak to your teammates. And, Part of that is coaches that are listening to this. That's we have to help them with that process of how to do that.
0: Uh, and it's honestly, that's my biggest pet peeve as a coach with other coaches. And I've had, I've seen a lot of coaches who, you know, they'll yell after the fact. You know, th- they're not teaching, they're not giving feedback to the kids. They're reacting because the kid didn't do something that they didn't remind them to do. You know what I mean? Like that's your job as a coach. Right. Um, I've got some great stories on that from when I was a football coach that still resonate with me today and really define who I am as a coach. But, um, and then lastly, the the ninth trade is kind of the pinnacle of leadership in my mind and that's the ability to inspire. Um, I think the best teachers are ones who inspire their teammates, the best coaches inspire the best player leaders, inspire greatness from others. And they bring out, you know, you think of the magic Johnsons, they make other players better. They inspire them right, with their play and their connectedness and all of that. So that's some me of is, the coaches it, are
1: listening to this. You need to like, like I'm a salesman. Like I got to convince, like they can feel me. It's in, like part of me leading them too, is I got to inspire them into let's go We We can like, you know, that, yeah. that'll be my next couple months before the season starts will be, how am I going to do that? All right. So I got, I got <laughs> eight there coach go through them again. I think I missed one so one is what you think i missed um
0: i might have missed one too uh work ethic i think yep uh, building trust yep. having a wee over me yep. mindset uh, a competitive spirit um being a connector yep of other people uh, buying into the culture and being a gatekeeper. Maybe that I blended those together, but
1: oh, yeah, uh, Number so one, are, you, you did so, yeah. Culture you have to gatekeepers are different. Okay,
0: yeah. I mean, it, they kind of go hand in hand, but yeah, they, you have to buy into the culture and then you have to be a gatekeeper. And there's a lot of people that are gatekeepers. Um, and then holding others accountable and the ability to
1: inspire. inspire. Um, what do you think is the before we before we end here, what do you as and we're both coaches? Yeah, what do you think is the hardest for? A, a, maybe a high school or junior high kid of this list?
0: Uh, holding others accountable without question. Yeah, I think so yeah, too. It's, I really do. <laughs> it's the it's the biggest challenge. But you know, this is where, and we're going to dive a lot into this. It is our job as coaches to train and develop and build our kids to be leaders. I think all too often as coaches, we wait and wish and hope for leaders to show up instead of systemically and purposely developing them from a very young age. So that by the time they get to the varsity level, when we have them and they have to hold someone accountable, it's easier because we've built them up and we're basically guiding them to this process where, you know, they're so committed, they're bought in that if they don't, they know it's going to sacrifice the team and it's going to sacrifice their own personal growth. And so I, I think leadership has to be purposeful and, uh, the development of that is really important for us as coaches.
1: I do too. And I, and I'm going to tell you, this is from an old dog, a porch dog coach led teams are not what you want. (laughs) Never. Um, I've had teams that I've (laughs) had to do that because we literally didn't have any and we weren't as successful as we should have been. Cause I, so I'm looking at these lists all, hopefully all the coaches are listening are doing these too. However, for the team to be successful, one of the participants has to follow these nine. Um, Without question. And actually, I I had it on my notes when
0: we started this whole thing, player-led teams win. I think that's why we're doing this whole leadership podcast, because the fact of the matter is player-led teams win. We all know that. How do we get that? Right. Like as a veteran coach, that's what I strive for each and every year. How do I get a player-led team where I can step back? Because when I can step back and let them take over, oh, we're going to have great things happen. I'm telling
1: you, I'm going to tell you right now, for the coaches listening, it's like hitting that perfect golf shot. It's like getting that, from, from someone who was fishing, it's like getting that big fish on the line. It's it's, it's, the, it's the, it's the, it's like lightning in a bottle. And I've had it a handful of times in my 35 years and won a couple championships because of it it's like you just, you keep hunting for it because when it happens, ooh, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's special. It, you're I, not, cause you're not, you're, you're just, I, I'm a participant. I'm just, I get to just go along for the ride. This ain't, this ain't yep. my gig. I know. And I I've had
0: that. it a few times as well. And they've been state tournament teams when they've happened last year, we had a team that deserved it, did everything right and had it. And we got our heart torn out in our <laughs> section championship game, but, that was a team that did everything right and had a chance to win it all. And, and it sometimes just I'm going
1: to tell you, coach, yeah. I mean, we haven't talked about this too. There's there no matter. My best teams have not necessarily won the state championships. Yep. There's It's a bounce here. I mean, you gotta be, they I have people to go go want to hear this. I know. There's a little luck involved people. There's a little luck involved, yeah. like who you match up with, you know, who broke up with their girlfriend. It's like, there's just, yeah it's just
0: it's it's an energy but it it almost always centers on leader culture leadership culture and connection it does
1: does. you know with you know luck but yeah i know i know a little bit of luck all right till next week coach